Episode 42 of Honestly Unbalanced, and we're chatting to Kelsey Hydra-Miller, who's an international dancer, model, and choreographer. He's an ambassador for Nike Training London, and he's performed on stages across the world, including Barbican, Sadler's Wells, the SSE Arena, Latitude Festival, and he's danced with artists such as Cheryl Cole, Run DMC, and loads more. Uh, Kelsey's journey hasn't always been easy. He was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, cancer, uh, at the age of 17 three days before his 18th birthday he's now recovered and actually these challenges and barriers he came through has really helped him become the man he is today Uh, and one of his biggest ambitions is to connect with people through the art of dance Uh, many of the workshops he's hosted uh, has been inspired by his own personal experiences Uh, dance has helped him through difficult parts of his life and his aim is to inspire others through dance enjoy listening guys and a final quick note for a little bit of context. This was recorded on the, one of the hottest days of the year so far. We're trapped in a, in a dark bit of our cottage, but Calthry is in a park as we record this. So if you hear any weird noise, it's because he's in a park. <laughs> and guys, if you didn't know, Holly and I have an online platform which is full of yoga classes, sound journeys, and much more. Uh, they're the 30% off code if you head to our website thehustlers.com and look at any of the recent show notes including your show notes for this podcast and if you scroll down you'll see that code gets you 30% off and you'll also find a code that gets you 10% off life form mats as well and if you fancy getting to know us a little bit more we're running various retreats so we've got a spanish retreat and one on a yacht or multiple yachts around the sicilian islands uh, you can find that on our websites Honestly, unbalanced. i read a post of yours i think a few days ago a few weeks ago and you talked about like how you like watching bodies and like watching mm. how people move and like, uh, just i just people like walking on the street etc like tell us yeah. a little bit more more about that about that um so basically like I'm a, I'm a very I'm a big observer in just in anything in life and most people are but um, in terms of dance wise a lot of conceptual pieces that I've created I've always um, watched like motifs and like where people move about or maybe even think sometimes so I feel like walking especially like you can that's the first thing you mostly see in life is how someone walks and their posture and like, sometimes you can kind of read people from just them two things and I decided to like really focus on them to just kind of see how that person feels, how can I relate to myself and put it into a feeling. Um, and yeah, just is you just find a lot of interesting shapes out of just walking most of the time because um, there's a game where we do freestyling wise where we when we freestyle, you've got to try and travel while you're dancing, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't stop walking. <laughs> that's the, so that's like, a, like a dance walk, like BG <laughs> style. Yeah, oh my God, walk, yeah. you're all over that. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I did it recently. Um, my last video I did, um, I think it was the second part of the video, the choreography is moving forwards. So it's kind of with walking while we're dancing. Because um, I love that concept of just moving while dancing because it changes the whole 3D effect of dance. But it yeah. kind of takes it like a 4D effect where it takes it into you rather than just stand on 2D. That makes sense? Yeah. So yeah, just trying to take, take on the kind of like 3D effect of, of movement and mm. walking is the first way of trying to do it. Just, I guess, so. really hard for the camera people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your style of dancing is is so unique. I just was watching some of your videos on uh, YouTube and all sorts. Where did your influence come from? Um, a lot, really. To be fair, when I first started dancing, I watched a lot of battling before. Um, a lot of French dancers I used to watch. Oh wow! Um, why, why French? However, French because a lot of the battlers were the French battlers are the best ones most of the time. Yeah, and UK were just struggling to be. UK. France all the time it was always against <laughs> them too UK are getting better now so we're like up there now so it's yeah. great but um <laughs> finally but uh, yeah France was like the pinnacle of like battling scene and the way they moved is just so different to how we, we moved over here um so yeah just in terms of like that's what I kind of saw first in dance but before just seeing that I used to always do like athletics parkour gymnastics martial arts I always like tried and dabbled in each one of them but mm. I never stayed in any of them for more than like maybe a year okay so I've had in like little things that I knew about the style or the movement, but I never actually like let it ingrain in my body. So when it came to dance, when I actually stayed with it, everything that I kind of was like in my body was from them styles. Mm. And I just put it into dance pretty much. And then you can see that 
I hadn't had much rhythm, but you could see that I, I wanted to move in a certain type of way. So I tried to put the two together and then, yeah, that's my my style pretty much influenced by all of them. That's so together. cool. And I was, love that, that. was that was that annoying for your first like dance teacher that you were kind of combining um, all the different stuff? <laughs> yeah, he used to like be pissed off for me. <laughs> I was I wasn't very I wasn't really a clean dancer. Um but we got the obviously the freestyle is just very free. But yeah. in dance you can either be um very expressive dancer or you can be a very clean one. And clean more for like stage shows, like um dance behind artists, you gotta look just together and clean unison. I was struggling to be that person in dance. Mm. I can give you like feeling and emotion for days, but when it came to like being clean, my arms would be like meant to be straight and I'd be like here. So <laughs> I just struggled to do like lengthen out my body. So that piece to pick pick at me for that one pretty much. <laughs> so But you've done you've done clean stuff, haven't you? In that you've done stage shows for like big like big so artists. Sh- haven't you? Cheryl Cheryl Cole and Will Smith Cheryl are Cole, really yeah. wow. That's my biggest one, yeah. Wow. Will Smith, um, uh, did a lot for Big Nasty where a lot of artists came on like Esther and um, Run DMC when them kind of guys came on Amazing. Tip, um, on stage we formed for them Steph London um, so yeah dance with every kind of different art, kind of artist and kind of try to see which how each um, artist uses their style so for example Steph London will use dancehall so it's a very free movement mm. um, a bit more of a cultural style as if like for example for Dance Cheryl Cole a bit more commercial very more line just funk kind of feel so it depends on what the artist is kind of asking for yeah how did you find that though? did you did as in you've just said you like to move freely and then suddenly you've got to do something perfect in line with like a yeah. load of people like <laughs> how did you how did you find that that's the hardest thing for a dancer especially when you come from that side to this like battling to choreography mm. when you come from choreography into battling it's usually i think it's more of a mental thing as if i'm battling to um obviously choreography is a bit more of like a muscle memory kind of like being strict in yourself it's like going from ballet to hip-hop basically as mm. well it's kind of being very up lines and everything and hip-hop you got to really break into your back yeah. and then be comfortable with it at the same time so it's kind of like going from both sections and trying to be comfortable on both and being able to say your brain okay be clean be um like more gully is what we call it mm. in hip-hop uh-huh. just really being you using the shoulders the, the hips the, the back and for us that's clean because you're using your body more yeah mm. that makes sense so yeah it depends on where you kind of look at it from but yeah it was a a big struggle to do the back the gap between the two is always the hardest can you explain what is it battling is that what you said can you explain that what, yeah. what that is battling like a face-off so for example if you do a style do a style and you want to have it out and like say who's better yeah that's the typical of a, like a battle like for example most of the time we do like all-star battles so we do popping hip-hop breaking house uh voguing this goes on but like we do usually three rounds the third round kind of like you see if you win the first round and you win the second round um the third one kind of like evens out who won uh. that round basically um so yeah it kind of like creative wise it pushes you to think on on the spot basically yeah. and and in a very intimidating space because you've got everyone watching you oh and then it's just you and them together so in terms of being creative it makes you be creative now yeah. as a choreographer you've got time to fine tune and learn it and be clean so it has two different um, it's like the the dance version of Eminem Eight Mile. That's what I've got in my head. You know, when he's having Basically, the rap. Yeah. <laughs> Literally that. Yeah. Literally That's that. So cool. <laughs> as, as, a, as a creative, that must be like really scary. Actually, like it's scary yeah. enough. Like if you were an artist or something, like putting your work together in a safe space in a studio or whatever, and then actually releasing it like four months later, and like so, you know, or, mm. or even yeah. or even the dancing you do for Cheryl Cole. Of course, that's been a long term process in its creation, mm. and you do, and there's still pressure on stage, but you yeah. know you've got it in hand. But that situation yeah. of expressing your creativity mm. in the moment, kind of cold. Yeah, uh, did it, how, how did you get into that? Like, was it scary? And did it did it did it stay scary? Um, I feel that depends on what you kind of jobs you do. I think I got thrown to a lot of the scary jobs straight away, and I think like my fear had to be broken from the get go. So like, show Cole was like my biggest show, and I was that was like from going from like community shows straight into like better. So my wow. brain was like, what the hell? Like, I remember the, when the stage opened. And we rehearsed the day before, so we had one rehearsal <gasps> and then we changed everything on the day. So that was a really like, like the scariest show I've ever done probably. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and like, I remember when the, the door opened for the TV and then I had to open the door for Cheryl Cole so she can come out. And I just felt the floor shaking because it was so loud in there. Yeah. I can't remember how many people were in there, but I must have been over 10,000 people in that stadium. Wow. And like, I'd never been with that many people watching you and you can't mess up because on TV. Yeah. So that pressure of me like having to be clean, get it right, mess up one thing, everyone messes up. Yeah. Like a like a knock on effect. Yeah. yeah, that kinda like 
set the pace for like if I can do that, I can do pretty much anything else. So from in my head, um, and yeah, it's so making sure that you if you had the right people around you, that energy kind of helps you to get through it. Yeah. I think when you have a lot of people that are like yeah. a bit here and there, it kind of makes you more nervous. And then when you're nervous, it kind of like goes downhill. Sometimes. How so, how did that transition go from like community <laughs> stuff? to that how did that happen yeah. um i feel that's more how you, who you know at the time as well i think yeah. i was lucky enough to know a couple dancers that were pretty much in the scene already as it is from a young age so and i think a lot of when i where i kind of grew up in dancing as well i kind of basically lived at the studio i was always there so my teacher was like pretty much took me under his wing and kind of said you're mm. doing this train here like and when if i have to go home he said go home <laughs> pretty much i had he's like my bigger brother basically so when he had that big job he was like Kelsey, you're doing this and i was like okay <laughs> let's do it and then wow. in rehearsals everyone there is like six years older than me i'm like okay so i think for me training with people that are pretty much been older than me more mature in the scene i had to like kind of fix up my attitude and maturity in terms of being professional mm. in that kind of scene and then communicate i can kind of relate that to kids younger younger than me and then yeah. have to be the model for them mm. um and that kind of helped me to like really hold myself in a certain um environment yeah, and at the at the time, da- da- I guess dance wasn't your only thing. You, were you PTing at the time and modelling at the time, or did that all come after? I know it's, I modelling at the time, um, but I wasn't PTing at the time. I was just doing fitness for fun, pretty much. But I was just full on dance and just training. And what what made you kick off with the PTing? Was it the intention of like like just another source of income, like more reliable? Or? Um, to be fair, I had I did um, sports t- like a sports coaching um, like qualification. I guess a certificate in in sixth form and so i always liked sports but i never i was never the one that that was great at it i just knew how to like eight people on and create good group teams and um energy kind of uh, games um so uh, <laughs> kelsey kelsey's in a park oh. by the way just to let everyone listening know <laughs> and I just, I just, just for context as well this is like this is the hottest day of the year so yeah, far we should be so, outside so, yeah so uh, if we had better wi-fi we would be outside as well <laughs> just gonna manage these kids walking past and exactly all going on out here <laughs> carry on yeah um, <laughs> But yeah, um, I think when I got to a point where I was trying to like think business minded, and I think that's where it kind of gets hard in trying to like be creative in the dance and then also being business yeah. minded. And it's all this tough thing because you have to like obviously be creative and have that mindset of being creative, but being able to manage yourself as well and get the work for yourself while doing the creative side at the same time. And I think I tried to do it from a young age. And then mm. I think now, maybe like two years ago, I was like thinking, okay, if dance was to fail, what else would I be doing kind of thing? Mm. And I think, and not that I wanted to fail because I was trying my hardest to not make it fail, but if, if I can kind of have anything else to kind of coincide with my dance, what can relate to it? And my fitness was like the closest thing that I can do. Mm. And I was pretty good at it. I like doing fitness. Mm. I like to eat well and that kind of stuff. I like to motivate. So I thought PT and fitness instructor and dance goes well hand in hand pretty mm. much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was like kind of, that was kind of the way I was thinking at the time. It's really hard, isn't it? That idea of having a backup plan because none of us want to need that backup mm. plan. But it, exactly. and, and of course, it kind of detracts you from putting all your attention into one thing. But it yeah. is so worth having, isn't it? Like, especially for anyone who wants to make a career change. Like mm-hmm. suddenly, you know, someone wants to become a, a PT, always to have something that is making some money on the side still before Just you start case, exactly. really, before you start thriving in that. So when it, like when you started to develop your own style of, like, is it, would you say it's your style of dancing or style of teaching? The, what's the is it um, hydrography? Is that is that how I say hydrography, it? Hydrography, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that hydrography. then. So basically, my teacher that I basically kind of mainly started off with, um, company I was dancing for called Boy Blue. His name was called H2O, mm. so water. Um, and where my mind was at the time was I was very influenced by him most of the time. So where he's waving, popping, hip hop, floor work. So everything he did was very just flows, um, which is why I was called H2O at the time. Um, so me and another guy from North London that we kind of went to Boy Blues together and trained together. Um, he was one year younger than me and we used to train together all the time. I remember we didn't have a great background in terms of just trying to have money to go to the studio and whatever. So we washed dishes and whatever to kind of go to class and whatever for my teacher to kind of get into class. Um, and then one day he would message both of us saying, you're both going to Manchester to do a performance, like a, mm. um, like a trio with him. And we was like, oh my God, it's like our dream come true kind of thing. Aww. And he said, your name is, Kelsey, your name is Hydro. And uh, my friend's called Ice. So <laughs> he, got, like he gave you a name. name. That's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and from then, I literally, so my chest, like, yeah, I took it serious. I was like, yeah, this is, this is my new name. I'm going to like, and that's why I kind of got the market inside of it as well. Like, if I read my name, I can I kind of take it into another avenue of like my, my style being hydro. Mm. I move very quick, but it's very dynamic and very um, uh, controlled. 
So, and ice is very animated and very solid. So I was like, how can I make that into like my actual choreography? So it's doing from the freestyle into choreo. So whatever I do in freestyle, I just made it a set routine. And that's how I got choreography pretty much. And yeah, it's been literally blowing up since then. And I kind of from, from that to Hydro Fitness and then so on pretty much. So it's wow. kind of like past Hydro into everything. But people are really kind of into it. I saw, I think it was best at the start of lockdown. I was seeing loads of videos of like people doing your routines and you kind of resharing yeah. all those routines, etc. cetera. So like, cool. was that pe- were that people you knew from like studios or was that some people you've generated just online and through Instagram and stuff? Um, bit of both actually. A lot of them do come to studios in London, but a lot of them, when I traveled, I've gone to their studios and taught there and they just kept in touch with me and kind of like kept up on my, my journey. And whenever I'm teaching like in a public space, they'll like try to be there. So when I did online, it was like the best place to do it. So. Um, I had people from Portugal, Africa, like, oh. in my class, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And like, I'm a teacher this in my front room, like, just having everyone be involved. So I was like, yeah, that, that was like, and because I'm very influenced by everywhere else as well, try to in- incorporate the dances, a worldwide thing. So if I have a link in, for example, Japan, I'll message them and say, do you want to do something? And then they're like, yeah, let's do it. Mm. So my connections outside have been very strong because I've always been out to keep in touch with everyone else in dance most of the time. And then, yeah, they just stay in touch and then, we keep on jamming pretty much what do you say is your long-term kind of goal or vision as a dancer then uh, my long-term vision um i would think huh, i would like to leave a legacy behind in terms of like being there but not necessarily a school but a collective but kind of keep the hydro name um because mm. now i got a, I got a collective called hydrogen oh so yeah generation so that's my next like venture at the moment so it's a couple of dancers that I've like taken my class on a regular basis that I've seen that I've always been consistent with me. And yeah. I'm like, I want to kind of give back and things that I've learned to help them in the industry. And hopefully they take it away to do their own thing. And that's like my aim in terms of that and then filming and fitness as well. And mm. putting all three into one. So I kind of want to make that, but massive. Mm. But I want to take it from like in London to outside London. And then hopefully, who knows, take it outside the country. And then if it blows, it blows. Um, but yeah just inspire pretty much and what is what's the kind of dance scene like in terms of it being competitive like i guess is there a lot of competition mm. is there ever like risk that people like see your routines and just copy them and kind of sell them as their own or like push them as their own um a lot of people do that not, i've never necessarily seen people do mine and my friends have had but they told me so i'm like okay cool and I <laughs> that move inspired me i was like yeah cool as long as you let me know yeah 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 <laughs> or you told me like yeah this inspired me i'm like yeah do you because again any movement, it's not my movement anyways. It's just maybe a certain combo put together, but every move that I've done has been done by someone else in the past. So I can never say it's mine. Yeah. Um, but like, I always say, um, so what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> it was to do that. Is there like a level of like competitiveness and competition and people kind of like stealing ideas? So of course, I guess, you know, you want to grow and you've just, you know, said mm. your aspirations. Like, are there like that kind of obstacles of people yeah, there is a lot of, um, I mean, dance industry has got so big now. Yeah. Like TikTok and social media now. Yeah. Like before, it was like you never really saw it because no one really cared too much. Now that it's on entertainment and on TV and phones, everyone can see the dance and what it kind of brings people. So the, the dance scene's like probably tripled now in the last 10 years wow. since I've been in it. So for me, because I've been in it for a while now, I don't necessarily feel a pressure to kind of go out of my way to do anything more than I'm doing right now. Because yeah. I know for myself, if I was doing it five years ago, it would be not enough but what my hustle was in general as yeah. long as you go in the right route and save the energy in the right places then mm. i feel like that energy will go into the right creations and meet the right people and so on um and it's just being able to be genuine with your thing you're doing like you want to help someone teach it and um like maybe do like a group thing make uh push people to create or push people to do better than what they're doing already so mm. it's kind of like giving back so people know that I don't feel you as a threat, if that makes sense. People come to you yeah. as if a lot of dancers <laughs> tend to be yeah, a big thing. I think that's most industries as well. A lot of people don't want to help others because they feel like, because you're a threat, I don't want to help you because yeah. you might do it better than me. But yeah. that's the whole point of healthy competition. If you're doing it better than me, then I need to step up. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, and I think dancers have both sides of that. Some people like love to share and exchange. Some people are like, I'm keeping it to myself, to myself. Yeah. And this is what I do. If anyone does, my, if anyone does like anything mm. I'm doing, it's like, oh my God, it's a, it's a challenge. So yeah, yeah it kind of, kind of depends uh, that's a really nice course. way to look at yeah, it and i so guess the lovely. way you're looking at it as well you're going to make friends and you're going to have community mm. and you're mm. in the long term probably going to be a lot happier than the person that just keeps it to himself yeah and sees totally. everyone else as a threat 
because it is a big exactly. I, I guess there's a lot of egos in that. I mean in, in any industry but a lot in the dance yeah. world it's 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 very much what you Huge. look like and your performance yeah. and it's very all about you isn't it and, and you're mm-hmm. coming from this really refreshing angle where you're actually doing it to serve and I think you'll always be, be successful if you have that if you have that mm-hmm. um, intention yeah. behind it yeah definitely I feel like dance has massive like the standard of dancing has gone up massively over the last <laughs> few years like, I used to look it back has. at my you know my aunties in their old dance show days and they're like they thought they were good dancers and like they are but you know it's very basic and now you know you see Britain's Got Talent and all these shows and yeah. people are just pristine like have you ever felt the the pressure I mean you must have at some point to like be absolutely not that you're not but you know what I mean to be like the, the yeah. very best yeah to be fair I think everyone has that thought at some point in their career and I feel like once you realize you're never going to be that person as long as you feel great in yourself and yeah. you know you developed from last year as the happiest you can be because there's always someone out there getting better at you at something regardless yeah. of whatever you, however you train or whatever or the same level as you um, maybe a certain style that you do and I think uniqueness is very important that's why I think dance people will be more free in terms of just creating for themselves mm. and that's likely more people are going to try and be like you rather than try to be the best if that makes sense yeah totally but like a, a lot of people want to be like for example a lot of people want to have a big status in dance mm. and be the most famous dancer but it's not always happy yeah in that, in that kind of space and i think that's again in every single career is yeah. you can be the most popular of anything and it may not be so great in their life do you know what i mean so it's just making sure you enjoy what you're doing and why you're doing it and remember why you're doing it i guess so you're very wise i feel for your years <laughs> No, actually, <laughs> I do. I, I stalked and I worked it out. <laughs> do, you, oh, yeah. <laughs> do, you th- do you think that, um, I know you've had a difficult time in the past. Um, would you mind sharing your experience? And I guess that that's really, that's really developed you into who you are today and all the wisdom that you've accumulated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah so basically I was uh, diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, stage two cancer in 2015. So I was in my neck, um, but my mum kind of knew from the, when I was like maybe seven years old that I had it in my brain. And I think it, they took it out, but I think it still they said they told my mum that it may come back in the future. Mm. So my mum was very aware of it, but I was never aware of it at the time. So I always been a very athletic person, whatever. So when that kind of hit me when I was, I just turned 18 or I turned 18 when I was diagnosed. Um, and yeah, like I was not really like a, an, an emotional person, but I'm not emotional in terms of like you would physically see it. So I think when that hit me, it kind of like, I think when I cried about it, when I first found out, I think that crime was like literally like a whole, like my lifetime of just pain of like, why am I crying? That makes sense. Like mm. um, a lot of people go, I always, I always think of something, there's always someone out there doing something worse than me or in a worse position than me, which is a kind of sometimes a very selfless way of thinking. But I'm like, it kind of helped me to be stronger for my mum. Cause my mum suffered domestic violence when, she, when, I, when I was younger as well. So when I saw my mum going through that, I was like, she doesn't, I don't know what it was like to raise three kids and be abused at the same time and then have to move like two houses and whatever. So I'm looking at that and then looking at myself and like, I'm sick, but I can do something about it. Like I can eat better, I can train, I can be positive, make sure my mom's cool and mom making sure that I'm cool. So I'm like, nah, as long as I'm cool, she'll be cool. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that's how I kind of thought at the same time. And then I'm, I was like eating well at the time, training as much as I could when I had the energy. And I think when I realized, when I obviously was cured, um, I think eight months later, um, they said I would obviously have a remission for like five years later on and you might see the rest of your life. I said no, <laughs> but I obviously <laughs> tried to think of like, <laughs> I said I want to figure out a way to stay healthy in my own way and wow. educate myself. And I saw also another reason why I went to PT as well, because I want to know more about the body and health and everything as well to kind of be able to look after myself um, and not rely on medication and yeah. doctors how much of they're amazing people but I'd rather be my own doctor because your own doctor is the best doctor so it's making sure that if I can be positive and look after myself I can look after people around me and be positive for people that are going through a similar situation mm. and I think like my biggest moment when I went on a charity event with um, Ellen MacArthur who do like um, throat tricks for cancer patients and everyone there's like stage three, stage four, and I'm like stage two. And I'm not gonna compare them, but I'm like, I could be in a position. Yeah. I can I can at least walk. I've got my four limbs. I can see. I can think straight. I may be just tired and I can't train as much as I want to. But these guys are missing one of them things. I'm like, I'm grateful to be this person who can I, I can make them feel happy. And mm-hmm. even though they're going through their situation, they may not survive it. But I'm gonna give them happiness that I can give in their, maybe the last years or the time that they're gonna be around me and make sure that they enjoy life that makes sense so and that's when you obviously say life's too short and all that jazz and it's like 
life is really too short. You just never know your tomorrow. So mm. just get right now. Don't take it too seriously. I take it time I dance. I don't take it too seriously. When I, I remember why I started dancing. I liked it because it was fun, not because I had to challenge everyone all the time. And that's what gets, makes it more depressing and tiring. And then, yeah, just trying to relate that kind of mentality into everything I do. And then I think people catch on and, yeah. That's so so inspiring. That's what people invest into, wow. isn't it? People invest into you as a person. Yeah, completely. And what you what you stand for. And I guess that all of that changed you, and in in it has made you like a real gift to other people. Yeah, totally. In in that community. Yeah. Have you always you. had a real? I feel like you've always been a positive person. Have you always had this this? Uh, really- <laughs> I feel like I have. I have my down days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I always, I can, I tend to always put my down days into my dance, my creativity, or put it into some kind of like yeah. um, mission that I have to finish off. If I'm feeling down or low or tired, I'm gonna work on something that I need to work on. And then mm. when I feel great again, then I'm like showing people whatever. So you may never see me in a down day, but I aim to be positive for other people. So yeah. it's like a fun effect for it in this life. So if people have, a, if people are having a great day and you're having a great day, then we'll continue to back, um, back okay. on. Um, Oh, so. your bag. <laughs> <laughs> you got your bag? Did someone just take your bag? Did someone steal from you then? They can try. <laughs> 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 Wait, some lovely kids out there today. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Were they talking to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Can I rub your bag? It is, actually. What? I lost my track then. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, so when it comes to like, emotion, and create like earlier on you talked about how like you channel your kind of emotion and stuff into dance uh and i i don't like, i i don't create in that sense i don't write songs like holly and, uh, and you I'm dance not, around the kitchen i sometimes. dance around the kitchen but like, I, <laughs> I don't create artistic pieces of work except for like maybe like a website or a leaflet or something so i can't mm. imagine putting emotion into something because i'm like and i don't understand let's say you're in an emotion not you're in a state where you feel that emotion you know that last mm. and then you yeah. then you then you feel it but then the next day when you're carrying on doing the choreography, that emotion might have gone. Like, so how would you, mm. I don't understand, like, yeah. how would you keep that in mind? Because I guess it's because any kind of emotion fades after hour or a few hours or That's whatever. That's a good question. Mm. That's a very good question actually, yeah. Um, I think I figured it out for myself personally. It turns out when I create, I always try to create in the evening now. Um, that's when you feel most inspired well, for me anyway I feel more inspired in the evenings I've seen the whole, I've seen the whole day my energy's a bit more chilled so my brain's a bit like whatever I like I'll just take um, it, as in the morning I'm a bit more perfection, perfectionist mm. so I thought let me train let me go create in the evening so that energy comes out it's a bit messy and whatever so it's there the feeling's there and in the morning when the morning comes I'm a bit more like okay the feeling I feel like a bit more energised because it's the morning time it's a, it's a new day I feel like I want to do better so I, I get the choreography that I created last night I'll try and do, make it better try and get into the feeling a bit more trying to execute a bit more, more energy and then usually most of the time that's been like a nice way of like taking a little project and expanding it because um, most of the time when you try to create in the morning you try to create in the, and you try to finish in the evening your I guess your energy you're tired you don't feel as inspired as you were in the morning most of the time I feel like it was a bit backwards for me so um, in terms of just trying to keep that creative and, and, and emotion in terms of how I create it, I keep it even and I finish it in the morning. And then most of the time it kind of keeps the same energy that I wanted. Mm. But yeah, it depends on the person, I guess. Do you well, find that you kind of, you know, if you've created a dance from a place of um, feeling, I don't know, angry or sad, do you feel yeah. that when you recreate it the second time, you can kind of tap back into that emotion or do you try to do that or does something um, different come up or? You know what? You can. I feel like, it depends where I am as well. Mm. I feel like when, if I'm in a, a certain setting where I'm a bit overwhelmed with people, I tend to deep, dig deeper into myself more. As in when I'm by myself, I, I kind of keep it more in my head. Mm. Um, so when I'm by myself, because it's more in my head, I kind of just be more like a meditation kind of feel. As in when I'm in like a crowd or people, people watching me, I let it just kind of sit into myself and kind of fill my eyes. And then that's when I, I, start, I really start to like let it marinate into my system. And then if I was to come back to that same movement in the same setting, I'll keep that same energy yeah um but if i was for example perform in a group of a crowd and then go home and do the same thing it'll be like a bit lower because i'm doing it myself yeah so, yeah it, mm. it depends on the, i guess the, the environment i'm in as well i think and when you perform you try and do you try and come back to that emotion you kind of felt at the time yeah and try to be more most of the time try to like always try to 
make it more emotional, wow. more, more dramatic. That is, that is like bearing your soul through what you do, through your dance, which is a really scary thing to do. Uh, do you ever... Yeah. Do you ever have a sort of battle, I guess, going on where your head's kind of telling you you don't want to show that part of you, but you have to kind of do it anyway? Or do you always just go full yeah. out? Do you feel insecure ever and scared to mm. do that? I've had a few years where um, I had that um, in terms of just like, for example, my last big show I did, the production of my eyes was called Red. That's about um, the fire levels of grief. Mm. So it was a show about the teacher that created a piece. It was about um, obviously anger, denial, depression, uh, bargaining and acceptance. Mm. So we had to go through all stages of the, of, the, of uh, grief. But one day I might be feeling good, and then going into that show, you kind of have to go into a space to kind of like fulfill all that energy. Yeah. Um, and that was not so hard for me, but it was hard doing it for a long period of time. We did, I think, eight shows back to back, and I feel like that's what kind of affected me. Was I can do it the one time or two times, but three or four onwards it's kind of like to keep going to that space every single day mm. and that kind of put me in like a very not a bad low space but I was very low like mm. lower than usual um so just trying to go into this piece and then come back out mm. and just knowing how to do that was like my challenge for me I guess it must be hard for anyone that performs the same thing like repeatedly like imagine someone mm. someone on the west end the person that plays yeah. a phantom oh my god if you had to be the phantom of the opera like every <laughs> night <laughs> down in the down in the dungeon literally, <laughs> literally but i think that's what happens with most music theater they have a lot of um swings yeah and with our show yeah. we don't have any swings we just literally if he wasn't there then that was one person going off the stage oh. um, as if like a lot of musical theater shows they have like three people playing the show so one yeah. day they can't come or whatever they've got someone else playing that piece and they're all probably given a schedule in that week like three of you will perform at least once this week yeah so i think kind of recover from energy mentally wise to go get back into that piece but um yeah when you're in a production it's a bit harder because it's just you most yeah. of the time and i think that's what's yeah it's, it's, it's a good challenge it's a very good challenge to kind of like train yourself to be in the room and then come back out and i think a lot of actors do that same thing as well but yeah it's it was a good challenge at first it must be so good for you to like to, for ev- anyone that gets the opportunity to do something where they really as holly said like open up their soul and like expose it because the average person just doesn't do that no, at all it's you know, terrifying. Person, it goes to work well it's not just that they are scared of it but they just don't have the opportunity to do it like if you're someone yeah. that you know just works in an office and you know what you do in your spare time is maybe like some crossfit or something you know, no yeah. point are you really like exp- you can't express expressing yourself expressing yeah. yourself by lifting weights you know <laughs> yeah no, exactly exactly i yeah. feel like a lot of companies have tried to do it in the morning they try to do like way more like um it's called icebreakers in the mornings yeah which is yeah more mental. and i think a lot of times a lot of studies that i said that that's helped their employees work harder because they've got something to look forward to yeah um mm-hmm. rather than going straight to a nine to five or eight to six and their brain is literally dead do you, do you find that some of the people that come to you, like let's say the average person that comes to your class or your online stuff, like mm. they are your with through your class and through the teaching, you know, and through just dance in general, they're getting deep inside. They they're, they're doing something more to themselves than dancing. They're actually kind of exploring mm. a little bit. Like what what kind of feedback or have you noticed? Or um, from what, them to me, or or just from from how they've evolved as people through like long term um, being with you. To be honest, it's pretty emotional sometimes when I see, like, for example, especially young um, dancers as well, um, just seeing them progress when they come to my class on a regular basis. It's like how much more free they look in themselves. Mm. Um, I feel that's always the hardest thing with my style is you want to get it so right that you forget about your feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks too intricate to the point where their brain is so focused on the movement but not the feeling. I feel like when you can always tell when someone's feeling something, whether it's the music or just the dance, they just, they just let go like the tension just goes and you always you know in yoga like someone's very tense you can always tell when they're tense or just mm-hmm. relax and i feel like in dance that you know straight tell straight away in just the way their their face their faces in terms of like when they come to my class to the first time they come to my class and then second time they come to my class and just the two you can see a big difference because they're like okay i'm ready i know i'm prepared for i have to let go basically mm-hmm. and that from my feedback to them is like they just let go even more and now they're just gracefully dancing mm-hmm. as if um what I've been given is like, yeah, like you, you said, it's a very um, positive way of teaching as well. I've been told and I try to keep that energy in terms of like, some people like um, the kind of like constructive criticism. It's mm. like getting at them a lot to not dig them down, but kind of beat them down so they come up by themselves, which I had, but I needed that. But some people prefer to be uplifted and then told them what they need to work on and they can carry on by themselves. So it kind of depends on what the person needs as well to mm. kind of like uplift them, to push and motivate themselves. I think that's something I've really tried to judge. 
This is like a whole different way of learning dance because I've, I've been a dancer most of my life since a really young age. But again, like I said, it was all about what you look like. You don't get any, you know, mm. emotional kind of training. But this, you kind of get yeah. the whole bag with this. It's, um, you know, because from a young age, you're, you're never taught how to manage your emotions and, you know, sadness exactly. and grief and anger are, are taught to be a negative and, you know, don't cry, yeah. put it all away. So I think this is this is really amazing and innovative, innovative work that you're doing. And do, do you see a lot of other people doing a similar similar thing or do you feel that you're quite niche in this world um, I feel like there's a, there's a few people that I've seen but um we all do it in our own kind of different way which is well which is nice mm. and I don't feel like even if I don't really feel threatened in general but I wouldn't feel threatened anyways if that was the case because mm. we will have our own little niche in terms of how we do it and how we teach it whether it's in this country as well or another country so I might be doing it in this certain area our name might be doing Holland so who we know may be very different and then we're just helping people from a distance mm. um so like yeah, it just feels like the more um, the more I kind of do it now, the more I kind of like kind of notice my task to kind of like fulfill and dance pretty much. So the more I kind of feel it. How would you like describe like if we're in a lift together and we've got like twenty yeah. seconds in a lift? Like how would you describe what you teach? What I teach, you'll feel weird at first, but then you'll feel free <laughs> by the time you walk out. Um, I feel like I'll probably say. Hmm. We're on floor five. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you know, it's always a hard one because I can, I can make you literally, I will let you feel every single part of your body and then find that connection, like the matrix pretty much. Like, you know, the matrix, the numbers. Yeah. You slow down and you pick out every single number and be able to comfortably pick them out before mm. you can let it go again and that's not that's too different to like yoga teaching in a sense like we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to get people well from my view of it is trying to get people to have a deeper understanding yeah. of every part of their body and then through yeah. that maybe connecting something spiritual but using or whatever mm -hmm. but using the body as a way to access that exactly this is that You've, you're, 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 you're video, uh, oh, good. there we go. We've got you back. Your video just froze. And, and also, I wanted a similar question because, cool. because uh, you know, we've had a look at your videos and we've seen what you look like when you dance. But if, you know, for the listener's sake who's never seen you dance, what, how would you describe what it looks like? Um, I've always been told that I, I move like water and I'm very graceful on the floor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the thing I hear the most. And Bruce, lastly, my Bruce. my facial <laughs> expressions are very very pure, <laughs> pure, <laughs> angelic. He's person. <laughs> I think you know angelic. Yeah, <laughs> it's very like Bruce Lee. Like, I think Bruce Lee's daughter actually, someone gave it to me. Recently, yeah. wrote a book called "Be Like Water," which is all about Bruce Lee's teaching. Uh, yeah, I haven't read it yet. I got I it. That. I haven't yeah. read it. Uh, TikTok. Are you on it? Like this, this overwhelms oh. me. Like, are you, are you, yeah. are you at the age where you can be on it? <laughs> That's all good. Now, yeah, I finally I downloaded it after a year, but I was thinking of more of a, like a business model um, in terms of like making a little, little check from it. I bought Keep It Fun at the same time. Same yeah. thing as what I do. Um, obviously, we have they have TikTok. They have we had YouTube at the time, and they have TikTok. So I'm trying to think how can I relate my my um, marketing skills in terms of promoting myself through TikTok without losing my niche and like everything mm. that I kind of do. Like, much so. like you've managed to get out there like i'm sure there's lots of work behind it but you know you've done you know the modeling jobs you're a nike ambassador you you've had you've worked with like amazing videographers and photographers like philip suddock and alex simpson and stuff yeah, just yeah. dropping them you've like you've, you've created like amazing content and managed to get out there like what do you put that down to just networking and just being a nice person <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's definitely a very important thing. It's just being very approachable as well. I feel like I want to be someone that you want to talk to, whether I'm talking to you or not. And I feel like I want to be in that room where you come into our room and you don't feel intimidated. You feel at ease. Yeah. Like you want to just talk to me. And if dance comes, if talking comes, if moving comes, then that's an extra bonus. But it's being able to be in a space is comfortable. Mm, and, what, that. and what, what's that Nike thing involved? The, you are, I can confirm you are wearing Nike at the moment as we look at you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But what, do, what does that involve, the ambassador thing? Did they approach you? Did um, they look for dance ambassadors? So basically, I was the company I was working for, at your beat studio, they are um, under Nike um, at a dance fitness uh, studio. And they were looking through the company to people that they liked. And they managed to find me and three other people. Um, and said, come to her on a private audition. I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Let, let me give it a go. 
uh, what's the worst that can, can happen. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically just has to like keep it how personal people skills, what we do as people, marketing skills, little things like that. And none of it really, I don't think none of it really was like the aim to kind of see people winning it, but it's more about how you kind of like, kind of work with people and, and a team. And I love working people and working with teams. As I know, a lot of people in the fitness industry don't necessarily want to do that. <laughs> so, and I think coming from a dancer's angle as well, I, was, I felt like an outsider at the time because everyone there was very fitness oriented. Yeah. As I was more like creative dance side. So, um, yeah, that, and I did that. They let me know, they told me that I got into as being an ambassador and represent, representing the, the dance side, dance fitness, and also being like more of the younger generation. But I'm like in the middle a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. it's just kind of, crossing the bridge between doing dance as a guy as well, which obviously when I first started, it was very like a, not a thing. I guess same for yoga as well. Guys don't yeah. do yoga, so it's like same for dance. It's like, you know, we see a young guy doing da- dance and obviously being a black man as well, it's, it's trying to promote that as for young boys to so do more activities and be more physical and not always have to be in fitness. It can be fitness, but I can do like more of a creative side of dance or yoga or martial arts or anything like that that can be moving and learn discipline are you seeing that change change a little bit like i used to manage these kind of two youth hubs one in uh angel and one yeah. in kind of holloway and they did all like lots of activities and yeah when i was there all the lads were in the gym you know we're talking like 13 to 17 year olds just boys in the gym yeah. uh and the recording studio girls doing dance and like some cooking but mainly dance and that, sure. that was maybe like seven years ago and it was that very obvious split like have you seen is that yeah. changing um i mean there's still a split but i feel it's more on our side now if that makes sense yeah in terms of like the movement side of it it's a lot more normal it's normalized now i think as before i would be too scared to, uh, to be a bit like home and what they call it and like whatever the words that they used to use back in the before and as of now it's like you can do it and no one think twice about it because it helps you like help mentally um your well-being and i feel like it's a bit more easier to cross that bridge of like doing ways you want to and then go and do gymnastics do you know what i mean so yeah kind of, like, kind of keeping it a bit level so and i guess there's so much more crossover now. now isn't there yeah as well there's like crossover with disciplines and like dance, you know lots of dancers doing things that are like very like gymnastic based and then it's just all looping yeah. around Exactly, and I feel like, yeah, there are a lot of dancers doing yoga, which is good. I think a lot of dancers did yoga like, this time last year, like, trying to get into it a bit more because we couldn't dance. So, like, what can we do to do our well-being? And I think yoga was, like, the first thing people came to, yoga, mm. Pilates, um, some did gymnastics. I started doing rings. Just, like, yeah, I like saw that. that. Yeah, how, how is that going? <laughs> amazing. Definitely hurts, but it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that mentality is just like, I want to get better at it. And then no matter how much it hurts, I'm like, I want to get better at it. And now I fall comfortable it's helped me to open up my chest and mm. my back and yeah it's helped me in dance to be fair having energy to just use my body in a different way do you have any kind of like mentors at the moment obviously like you're obviously you're building a business you're spreading you've got lots going on like, do you have people supporting you do you have a support team like who and i guess nike do um, to some degree but anything else supporting you along the way i think nike's definitely like a top aim uh, my dance teacher has obviously been a very good role model for me as well I feel in terms of mentors, I think everyone around you that's that wants to make wants to see you do well to be your mentor. Oh, that's like, nice. Uh, my girlfriend, my mentor, in terms of picking me, let me make bad decisions. It's like that when I'm home and in my own thoughts, my good friend will be like, when I'm actually trying to do things outside of the house and try to be fitness um, related or dance related, she can kind of be my outside eye, but it knows me. Um, mm. And then my dance teacher, so everyone kind of like told me, knows me in different ways, so they can kind of guide me in the aspect of what how they know me. Does that make sense? So. Mm. I feel like I always see everyone as a mentor in a different kind of way. Mm. Nice way to look at so it. So important to have a good, strong network of people around you, isn't it? Mm, exactly. Should we do some quick fires? Yeah, we're going to fire some quick fire questions at you now. Okay, cool. Scary. Uh, Holly. Holly. <laughs> well, actually, I'm just interested in your opinion. Do you think that everyone can da- everyone could dance if they had the training? Or do you think some people are just like, don't even bother? <laughs> I think everyone has a higher gift from others in terms of the rhythm sides. But everyone can dance, yeah, for sure. Mm. Cool. everyone can dance what is do you have like any motto or quote that inspires you in some way uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger <laughs> <For me anyways. laughs> yes <laughs> uh, that's my biggest one I guess <laughs> Ooh, what do you do to relax Ooh, a good one um, I mean music is definitely one music is definitely one walking which is weird enough I'm moving but I relax a lot when I'm walking um looking at stars 
Is there anything recently you've kind of listened to or read or watched that was like awesome and inspiring in some way? Uh, um, I can't remember the person's name, but I remember someone saying it was related to childbirth is you never know when you're ready. Okay. So like, for example, when I'm doing tricking, I was people always say like I want to do this when I'm ready, or I feel like I need to do this when I'm ready. But I'm like, when are you ready? You never know when you're ready. Yeah. So just do it. Just do it it's now. Like, it happens. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, like like, that. I hear that with a lot of dance as well. Like a lot of people dance, say um, maybe another time, or music happens, or the typical one, have it when I have a drink. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 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 Just give it a go, and obviously that's a, that's a very broad for me to say. But like, just give it a go, you'll be very surprised. Even just a little improvement from you trying to do it yeah. and actually do it, you never know. So, yeah, you never know um, just how good you are at something to do it. So, and that's yeah. a good place to finish. Yeah, that's a nice place to leave that's it. Inspirational. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Thank you, Kelsey. Oh, oh, quickly, hang on. We forgot. Oh, yes. Anything you want to let people like Instagram videos, classes, anything people need to uh, need Where to look at to find, find you. you. Um, my Instagram is Kelsey Hadji Miller. Um, Twitter, Kelsey underscore Miller. I think everything is Kelsey Miller, Kelsey Hadji Miller on social, so you probably find it. Um, and yeah, I think I'll let everyone know. Um, just appreciate what's in front of you, I feel like, as well. Don't let things disappear and then try to appreciate after it's gone. Try to appreciate what's in front of you. Enjoy your body, look after your body, look after people around you. Enjoy life, eat well, drink water. <laughs> come and live with us <laughs> come and live with us exactly <laughs> thank you Kelsey the pleasure thanks
Honestly Unbalanced.
Honestly Unbalanced.